0: Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So the Pharisees said to him, You are bearing witness about yourself. Your testimony is not true. Jesus answered, Even if I do bear witness about myself, my testimony is true. For I know where I came from, And where I am going, but you do not know where I come from or where I am going. You judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. Yet even if I do judge, my judgment is true. For it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. In your law it is written that the testimony of two people is true. I am the one who bears witness about myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness about me. They said to him, therefore, Where is your Father? Jesus answered, You know neither me nor my Father. If you knew me, you would know my Father also. These words he spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple, but no one arrested him because his hour had not yet come. Praise God for the reading of His word. You may now be seated.
1: A light of the world, that is the title of today's sermon, based on John chapter 8, verses 12 to 20 the author once again highlights two of the claims of Jesus one he is the light of the world and two he is one with the Father the learner will appreciate the clarity and consistency of the author since the prologue the prologue is John chapter 1 verses 1 to 18 the writings of John the son of Zebedee, gave clarity to his intent. What was that intent? Is to proclaim that Jesus is the light of the world, and he is one with the Father. That is since verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It is very clear that intent we must understand, we must believe, and we must proclaim in this section the author affirms that he is the light of the world the one sent by God now some will believe him but others will not moreover the religious of their day would seek to arrest and kill him as expressed in the whole account of John the setting of the conversation is at the treasury which could be in the temple compound. Let us read verses 12 to 13. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So the Pharisee said to him, you are bearing witness about yourself, your testimony, is not true and that has been the conversation between the Pharisees and Jesus Christ Jesus would proclaim who he was who his father is and then they would contradict him or find loopholes in his arguments And that has been the ongoing conversation. And I'd like to say to you that the conversation has not ended until today. The apostles continued that proclamation, and there are those who will not believe, yet others will believe. And until today, we are in that conversation. Well, my question is, are you in that conversation? Or you just decide not to be in it? My friends, my brothers and sisters, we are in that conversation. Now, the first point, he is the light of the world. When Jesus testified that he is or he was the light of the world and promised that all who follow him will have the light of life and escape the darkness. Though in chapter 1, John was also saying that he was the one, the reason the world was created, including the light. He was one with God before. Before anything existed. He was pre-existent. He was there. He is a light of the world in the sense that when we see light in the world, when we see the sun or the moon that reflects the sun and every light in the universe, knowing that he was the author and creator of that, John emphasized that he, Jesus Christ, made the world. Yet he is also saying, Jesus is also saying, well, not just that. We're talking about a light within man. We all need that light because men and women, since the fall in the garden, we have lived in darkness within us. Where do you think the lack of peace and security comes from? Where do you think the fear and the anxiety come from? That is part of the darkness within us. Even uh, the other things of man, why we are where we are, the fall of man, the cause that caused that, why is there murder on the streets? Why is there unfaithfulness in marriages? Why it is the darkness within us. Were there too much conflict, sometimes over a little thing, sometimes over serious things? But you see conflicts can happen in small or large things. Hopefully we all grow up and we do not cause these conflicts, but sometimes unintentionally we do cause little conflicts. Yet we pray that if, if, as we grow up, nothing easily affects us. When we hear things or see things, we grow up to say, because what? Well, there might be darkness that was in us, but because of Jesus Christ and because of his word, there is light within us. So he's saying that we will have, if we believe we will have that light of life and escape the darkness. And that's the thing about light. No matter how small the light is in a dark room, the light will still prevail. There will be something you can see whether it's a flashlight from your iPhone or a candle in the dark. It may be very dark, but wherever you bring that candle, there will be light. Now, the gospel gives us light. Jesus is light. That is why we keep improving or we just say we have to build that relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, he initiated that relationship and we continue with that relationship. And that is the most important relationship that we can ever have. More important than our family, more important with our children or parents, more important with our brothers and sisters, more important than our closest friends. Because these people, no matter how close to us, did not die for us, nor could they give us the light of life. The darkness within only Christ and the resurrection, his death and resurrection can give us. And that is the power of the gospel. It goes beyond the normal life. In the normal secular life where they just give you what? Motivational speeches, think positive. And what? Don't think negative. What else? Well, set up a goal and believe you can do it. Believe me, if you know the gospel, all these things are shallow. We're not saying we don't, we say, let's not listen to them. Well, sure, it's good to be positive than negative. I'd rather be with a positive person, except the COVID positive person. But but a positive person is something that you'd like to be with. But if they're always positive, you feel that there is no reality in their lives because... Genuine power even from electricity involves both the positive current and the negative current So once in a while we have those but these people around us no matter how valuable they are to us They did not die for us did not rise again from the dead Therefore we look at Christ alone as the light of life always Always when is our minds darkened when we are depressed that's one way When we are confused or when we are obsessed at something, that we really want to chase something, or even at times when we are offended lightly or deeply, those are darkness that can infiltrate our minds. Yet we say, because of Jesus Christ, anyway, who am I? I am nothing. I am just a sinner. I am a wretched sinner deserving nothing. But by His grace, He has saved me. But if you try to live in the world's way, what will they say to you? You are worth more than you think. Well, it sounds nice, right? My self-worth and everything. You see, in the Gospel, we actually confirm the negative first. When you say to me, Pastor Ed, I want some counseling, I feel like a fool. I'd like to say to you, I feel the same way. (laughs) I'd like to confirm that. I have done foolish things in my past. And sometimes I feel I am a fool, based on what? Scripture. Anyone, for example, if you're concerned about speaking your mind rather than listening, and you're not concerned about listening, you're just speaking your mind, the Proverbs calls that a fool. Anybody who is hasty, you were in a hurry at one time. Somebody convinced you, do this now, seize the moment, and you were in a hurry, you made mistakes. Proverbs calls that a fool. And yes, when you come to me for counseling and say, I feel like a fool, I'd like to say, you're not alone. Every person you see in the world, in one way or another, have been foolish, and we are sinners. First, we confirm that we are truly sinners, and we walk in darkness. That's the first confirmation. And then we say, that is why we need the light of life. So Christianity is not... A religion of a set of beliefs of how we must conduct ourselves that is not the primary code of Christianity it's not even a way of life although it is a way of life but that's not the core of Christianity it is Jesus the light of life the creator of the world that can give us light within the darkness in our hearts and minds so whenever you feel lost and need guidance please do not consult Well, do not consult the horoscopes one. <laughs> Don't call consult your fellow immature friends. What do you think should be my career path? When they're also 15 years old. Every person you're cons- you would consult is limited, but it's nothing wrong. Proverbs tells us to Be consultative and but we look for the wise counselors sometimes we consult the wrong person just because we're comfortable with them the truth is sometimes wise people are those that you would feel uncomfortable with because they will tell you the truth without fear of repercussion well Christ is the light of life first before people what does the word say And that light must shine in us. Now, the Pharisees questioned his testimony. In their law, there should be at least two who should testify. Otherwise, any statement with a single testimony will be deemed weak or even considered false. Now, the author mentioned in the prologue that in him was life, and that life was the light of men. In Christ is life, and that life is eternal life. It is not a temporal life. Although his body will die, but because he had no sin, that body would be resurrected. The physical becomes eternal, although he has been eternal. That's John 1, four. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. However, men would love darkness rather than the light. Chapter 1, we would love darkness rather than the light for their deeds were contrary to the light. So that is why we encourage our brothers and sisters to continue in the Lord because he is the light. Let us walk in his instructions because he is the light. If we do not walk in his instructions, then we are choosing darkness rather than the light. For example, the choice not to forgive someone is walking in darkness because the Lord instructed us, commanded us that we should forgive those who sin against us. That is clear. And sometimes there are offenses that happen, but if we do not forgive, if we say we cannot forgive, I'm still processing it. You're processing the darkness within you. You just decide, I forgive in Jesus' name. Help me, Lord, to forgive. I forgive today. I heard a preacher once from Korea, actually, famous preacher. They were occupied by the Japanese for 30 years, even before World War II, 30 years of occupation. And then he was already born there during that time, and he saw the oppression, as he would call it, oppression, But then he would plant one of the largest, if not the largest, church in the world. But I heard him say, I forgive the Japanese every day. Every morning I forgive. Because in the afternoon, I hate them again. That's why next morning I forgive them again. And that is the battle within us. We want to walk in the light. We battle for the light. We say, this is the word. Even though it's contrary to my emotion, I will keep doing it until, until... By the grace of God. He would erase and heal your heart. He will by His grace. Because that is the power of light. But if we choose not to forgive, what will happen? The darkness will corrupt us. And before you know it, you're affecting others already. And that is dangerous. To walk in the light is to walk in the will of God. Let's read verses 14 and 15. Now Jesus answered, If I do bear witness about myself, my testimony is true. For I know where I came from and where I am going. But you do not know where I come from or where I am going. You judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. Yet even if I do judge, my judgment is true. For it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. Point number two is about judgment. Now, when the Pharisee says, your your testimony is not true because you're the only one. Now, Jesus claimed that his testimony was true because of who he is and where he came from, and that is from eternity, from the Father, which the Pharisees were unaware of. Their lack of knowledge of Christ makes their judgment invalid. Now, Jesus by himself does not judge anyone, but he judges according to the will of the Father. Now, according to the author's witness, John, the beloved, son of Zebedee, Jesus is the word of God who was with God and is God. Jesus was there from the beginning. Nothing was created without him. The apostles knew him as the son of God, son of man, and God himself why is this important that we may believe in the right jesus christ is there a wrong jesus christ yeah because people shape another christ there are many teachings about christ that is not according to scripture and that we must be careful of some say jesus and lucifer are brothers my reaction to that is oh brother why would you think that way that is not found in Scripture and many would say that he was only a man or some would say he is a God a small G God among the other gods no no that's why we must believe in who Jesus is as he claimed to be and the Apostles proclaimed who he was who he is son of God Son of man. So when we say son of man, it's not literally just the son of the flesh, but based on Daniel, the one who would rule forever and ever and ever. And God himself. Because if you do not believe in that, if you do not believe in his claim, then don't pretend to claim to have eternal life. Don't. Now, don't be one of these. Modern people who like to think on their own and say, You know, God for me is this, number one. That's for me who God is. I don't know about you, but that's my truth. Then, simply you do not believe in who Jesus is based on historical facts. As the apostles claimed to be eyewitnesses, they heard their story. There were many witnesses to his resurrection. And there was one who tried, uh, an atheist journalist in Solis Robel, wonderful movie. He made a movie out of his, out of his journey to disprove who God, who Jesus is, and he could not disprove the resurrection based on the historical evidence, based on on, on the theories that it might be just a delusion, or it's a conspiracy. Again and again, he could not disprove it. He ended up becoming a believer, believing in who Jesus is as he claimed. Verses 17, let us read, Father as witness, the Father is the witness of Christ. Verse 17, in your law it is written that the testimony of two people is true. Verse 18, I am the one who bears witness about myself and the Father who sent me bears witness about me. They said to him, therefore, where is your father? Jesus answered, you know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. These words he spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple, but no one arrested him because his hour had not yet come. Our next point is the father as witness. Jesus would bring their attention to the law requiring two witnesses. He claims his testimony is valid because, yes, there's another one who bears witness. It is the Father. And the Pharisees ask about the whereabouts of his Father. His reply was clear that they would know the Father if they knew him. What is that claim? You can only know the the Father if you know me. The claim of being one with the father the author would emphasize the words of Christ stating that if they knew Jesus they would know the father the undeniable claim of Jesus of unity with the father is something that we affirm now it is a mystery because there is no human example please take note there's no human example that I can use to speak about the unity of father son and spirit But we can explain it, explain it based on how Jesus taught it. How Jesus explained it, that is as far as I will go. Forgive me, and I seek to not to offend anybody, but somebody made an analogy saying that the Father, Son, and Spirit is like three in one coffee. Of course, that is absurd for me because there's no human example you can use. Not even the analogy of water being gas, liquid and solid as ice. Not even that comes close. There is no earthly example for this. Except that we can say it's hard for us to understand. Because Jesus, the Father and the Spirit are one. Three persons but one in essence. What what do we mean? Well, you see... The, even those words it's sometimes, sometimes I would even question myself using those words but one thing for sure there is one God and there are three persons in that one God Father, Son, and Spirit now it's hard for us to understand because we are one person and one one in essence and one in person there's one God there are three persons now he is saying his unity well, the Father is not the Son, yet the Father is the Son. It's like that. The Word was with God, yet the Word is God. And we have to settle that. The Nicene Creed, long ago, a group of church leaders gathered and discussed this matter because there was confusion how they were teaching it. And therefore, we believe in they They use the word so that we understand what we're talking about. It's called the Trinity, the unity of the three. Now, we affirm that Jesus would later state that he who has seen me has seen the Father. Let's explore further application. Number one is share the light. Of course, you can, we can share the light if we experience the light. We have to experience the light. Our, uh, it's believing in the gospel. It is following Christ. And uh, we have to see it in a deeply personal matter, but not only a personal matter, in a very truthful matter, based on the word, not based on emotionalism. Some would base everything in emotionalism, But we can express our emotions to God, but it is not emotionalism. It is believing and being anchored, fully convinced in the claims of Jesus Christ. Some of you would testify when I believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, I cried and cried and cried. Some of us didn't, but we believed, fully convinced. Fully liberated, fully believing, passionate about it. Although some of us are more emotional than others, and emotions are a good tool, but emotion is not the foundation of your life. Some would base their Christian life on how they feel about Jesus Christ and how they feel about church community. It is not about that. It is about our belief in Him and how He instructed us We believe. We believe. It's like we must believe our parents when we were little kids must believe in their parents. But little kids are stubborn. When parents say, do not play at the balcony, do not try to climb the balcony, the little kid must obey. Otherwise, we... Hopefully, it's just a swimming pool. Or do not stick your tongue at the socket, which little babies love to try so what do we do we plug those sockets. we and sometimes the Lord in our stubbornness protects us in different ways from evil yet we are stubborn pushing pushing trying to look beyond the limits of evil and trying to play around where it's still legal we must experience a light a darkness in us we must learn to overcome ha- I believe in counseling and I still believe that there are experts in psychology of human understanding of the human behavior and the human psyche I respect that field yet I'd like to say to believers first and foremost the truth of Jesus Christ is the light that gives us in our minds and hearts and that must be settled first and once we know that then we can share The light of life. Our Lord Jesus Christ is the light of the world. He came from the Father, and he is one with the Father. If you don't know what to say, just say the words of Scripture. Please don't try to keep reinventing what Scripture said. If you look at how I make these manuscripts or outlines I give you in your bulletin, I'm simply trying to clarify as simple as possible, as close as possible, what the verse said. Why? Because the word is powerful already. Me trying very far to explain it would make it weak. The power of the word that happens in our lives because the scripture is what we see. And if ever I'm going to restate the scriptures, it is as close as possible in terms of explaining it to our modern world. But it is what it is. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. He came from the Father, and He is one with the Father. Let's state it as it is. We will escape the darkness, and we do believe that He is stating the darkness in the soul of men. Through Him, we know in whom we believe in. Moreover, we share who He is and what He has done to others. Our mission is to share this light. You know that sometimes you just have to be creative. If you say, I'm not that good in explaining, well, invite somebody who can explain for you. Or why not not just read the text of scripture? Oh, Christmas season in the Philippines starts so early. October 1, you hear the Christmas songs. Gee, that's just three months. Three months, and even January, we're still gonna hear some of them, right? But we can use that to gather friends and family and let us read from Scripture and read about Jesus Christ. And you don't have to go too far because if the Father's will is to open their eyes in His time, in His way, in His will, He will. What is our role? It is to proclaim. Your mission is to share the light. Well, the other way you can do is at least your social media, excuse me, in your social media, please let's not make it too much about ourselves. Yes, it is your profile, so it's about you. But let's not make it too much. Lest we reflect a self-centered way of thinking. Too self-centered, too much, look at me, I'm great. And I'm fantastic, right? Did you see my post, huh? <coughs> Excuse me. But why not share the light of life? Find one way or another to share the light of life. Yes, you'll get less likes, but you're doing at least something that shares the light. We will celebrate Christmas soon. We must also take note of those who are celebrating alone. That's why in our happiness, let us not forget, not everybody is happy. So as believers, we invite our people to our homes. We connect with one another. At least in church, we'll have a December 17. The ladies have planned something. Let's just come and eat. But let's not eat too much that we are rushed to the emergency room but just to celebrate, to remember who Jesus is and to share that light. Next, biblical judgment. Jesus said, I don't judge. At that time, he was not making a judgment, but he will judge. He said that clearly. He said, I'm not judging, but if I do judge, I judge according to the Father as well. So we, how do we apply that? We do not judge and should not judge on our own. What is right and wrong does not depend on us. It depends on the word of God. If it's clearly right, clearly wrong, clearly a sin and not sin, that's it. We don't go more than that. If it is not a sin, please do not call it a sin because you will sound like the Pharisees. If it is clearly a sin, then we must correct it if it's from our brothers and sisters correct the wrong that is done, and correct ourselves as we repent of our sins and ask for forgiveness from God. But point is, we do not judge on our own. And sometimes we judge based on our own lens, and please be careful with that. What is the lens, your personal lens? is how you see the world. If your lens is black, the world is black. If the lens is blue, the world is blue. If your lens is yellow the world is yellow and some have these personal lenses if you've been you did not have a happy family life somehow if that can affect you and that's the lens you look at if your lens is so much on the on so many unhappy marriages and that's what you think all marriages are that's the lens and the problem is, if you carry or wear th- look through a lens that is not according to the Word of God. And that's why in Romans 12, if you would remember verses 1 and 2, the instruction of Paul there is that our minds must be renewed. What is the renewing of the mind? We grow in our knowledge. We discover, oh, that is what the Word of God says. Then we make an adjustment in our minds and that is how we grow in the Lord by the renewing of your mind so if your mind does not ever change then you are not growing in the Lord you're living in darkness because light as it spreads will show the blemishes Oh, isn't that true it's like looking in the mirror without looking in the mirror some of us think we're okay right what's wrong with me until you look in the mirror And sometimes we don't know what's wrong with us until we see the light. And if the word, the light of the word of God, lights upon our minds, our hearts, we reflect and we reflect on our behavior, I should not have said that. I should not have done that. Forgive me, Lord. Then there is light that comes to us. But if we are always right, and everybody is always wrong. Then any correction you are offended by, the slightest of corrections Please, renew the mind. Allow a change in perspective according to the word. That's why the study of the word is a lifetime thing. After you study it once throughout, you do it again. Because human life, there's so much in human life that affects us. Changes our perspective. And how you see the world determines how you live your life. If you live in hatred... That will affect the way you live. Now, the Son of God is not judged by himself. His judgment is aligned with the Father's will. Thus, our judgment should not be based on our human opinions, but it should be founded on God's word. Now, his word is our witness. A third point, Jesus thought that the Father showed... What the Father showed him, and he executed what the Father commanded, as the Father sent him, Jesus sends those who believe in Him. We are not to share the witness to those who first believed. Our witness, Jesus is God, and there is no other way. As Jesus was sent by the Father, what I'm saying is that the Father also, Jesus also sends us. You will see that later on in, the, in John that the Father did send him and Jesus would say, now I send you. As he was sent by the Father, we are also sent to bear witness of what they believed. We believe according to the word. And that witness we share to others and hopefully others would believe our witness. Hopefully others would believe what we believe in. Now, what is that? Well... We know that Jesus is God, and there is no other way. We're not yet there, but some of us, our favorite verse would be John 14:6, when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But let's take note. Why is John saying, though John is very careful with the reader in stating that Jesus is God, he says it in, in, that the Jews would appreciate. He keeps repeating, ego, eimi. When the woman of the well knew about the prophecy of the coming Messiah, Jesus said, I am. That's the exact translation. The English sort of added, I am he. The word he is not there in the original manuscripts. It's I am. go, e me. Where is that? In Exodus 3, when Moses asked, who are you? And God said, I am. Here we will see the I am, the different I ams of Christ, Our theme is, I am the bread of life. That's the theme of our anniversary this year. We're sort of going to do that every year. He claims, I am the light of the world, and he is the light of the world. He would be the resurrection and the life. He is a resurrection and the life. There's no other way except Christ. Why do we are so convinced of that? Because of the resurrection. They witnessed him buried, and the tomb was sealed. And as he prophesied, he rose again from the dead. And there were eyewitnesses, and they were willing to die for what they saw. They were willing to die. If it's a conspiracy, come on, will you die for a lie? Were you willing to be tortured for a lie? It's just a conspiracy anyway. No, no maybe one or two but all the Apostles died for the faith they believed in what about all the other religions I'd like to say Muhammad is dead Buddha is dead and even great men who are not necessarily enthroned to be like gods or prophets People we can learn from, like the philosophers, they're still dead. They go, Amy, I am from eternity. And one proof of that is he would die and rise again. And it's not just the biblical accounts, extra biblical accounts in history. Non-Bible writers would determine, like Josephus, That there were eyewitnesses. They documented the eyewitnesses. They claimed. Is it possible for 500 people at least to have mass delusions? And psychologists would say it's impossible even if two people are high on drugs to see the same thing. It cannot be mass delusion. So I'd like to say I am convinced. I am so convinced that He rose again from the dead and He is God from eternity to eternity. And I will never risk not believing in Him. He's not just another way of life, He's not another philosophy. No, He is the Word, He is the One, the only Savior and God, Jesus Christ. So I share to you right now a piece of poetry. With the same title as the sermon, Light of the World. Light of the World, that is his claim. And yes, we believe in his name. Sent by God from eternity, understand his divinity. He is from the Father above, expression of the Father's love. To rescue all who believe, those born of God they will receive. Pharisees could not comprehend him, comprehend him they wanted to apprehend. One day they will find a surprise. In judgment day they'll meet their demise. Jesus' judgment is not his own, one with the Father that is known. We also know he's on the throne. We believe we are not alone. That is all right. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. And may your word be light within us, shining through the darkness in our minds and hearts. And give us that confidence in who we believed in. No one ever claimed what Jesus claimed and proved to rise again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Jesus. Teach us to live the light, live the gospel, and to share the light. May it never be just within us, this blessed hope, but to share to others that this is the life, that all other paths, whether it's career or ambitions the family they want to build which is not necessarily evil but that is not the center the center is christ himself our savior yet also our judge and yet we believe through him being savior as he promised we are passed from judgment Teach us to live as He would want us to live. Thank you, Lord. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of His Spirit be with you all. And God's people say, Amen. Amen. Good morning. God bless you all.